This is The Playbook. This is Dave Meltzer with Two Minute Drill. I have an extended version of the Entrepreneur Showcase. And let me tell you why. Because Rene Rodriguez, he blew my mind. And I meet people all the time. I hear about people. And very rarely do they live up to what I hear uh, even from credible sources, everybody has snapshots. They have different experiences with people. And sometimes my friends oversell other friends, and then I'm disappointed, even though they're great guys. Uh, but this guy has amplified his image in my uh, own perspective. Renee, thank you for joining me. It's my pleasure. It's, uh, I'd say the same exact uh, you. You showed up, and I, everything that I heard about you, like I told you last night, it was just it was refreshing to meet the congruency between what I've heard and what I've seen. And it takes years, so I'm going to start there and get a little bit raw because I'm, you know, someone who illuminates the fact that I wasn't always someone that walked the walk, yeah. right? I was an overseller, a back-end seller, liar, manipulator, and cheater at times, unintentionally, mostly with good intentions, but desperate people do bad things. Yeah. Um, has your evolution been similar to mine? Did you have to, to learn that or in your journey? Because you really seem like a grounded person who walks the walk. You know, I, th I was talking to somebody about this the other day, and there's a lot of people out there that have great brands, and they've under they understand personal branding, they've been able to understand social media marketing, they've been understand all those things. I never did. I've been doing this for 30 years, and only about three to three years ago did we start saying, maybe four years ago, hey, let's, let's embrace this branding thing. And somebody once described it, so you know, a lot of people have great brands, but they're not shallow their content. Uh, I went backwards. I went 30 years to master a craft and then figured, okay, let's put something to it. And so uh, it's, I think it's because I had so many small rooms for so many years and uh, still did what I love to do that maybe, you know, now that there's a few more eyeballs, it, um, it hasn't changed me much. Yeah. And have you, how long have you, I should say, mm -hmm. captured the small room content? Because that's the gold, the authentic Renee. Yeah. Uh, when did you start actually, you know, not amplifying, like amplifying your influence, but more importantly, just capturing it because I had to get in that habit myself. I've been trying to do it for 12 years, but wrong. But I did it, and when I say trying every once in a while, oh, three, four weeks went by, I should probably do a video, and I grabbed something, and I didn't look at it myself. And, but last year, uh, over the last couple of years, in fact, our, our friend Neil said, Renee, you need to start doing this. And I'm like, I don't get it. He did a couple of videos for me, and we saw literally a 5x increase in the three videos that he did went from like 300 views to like 15,000. You know, so yeah. maybe it's even more than that. And <clears throat> I was like, okay, so there's a formula to it. And I worked with some of his people, a guy by the name of Mo. And he was a guy that actually saw the content and helped me understand that there was a sequence and a formula to it. And when I saw that, I fought it because I didn't want to do anything that was clickbait. I didn't want to do anything that was sensational. I, I, I had strict rules of, of no, no embellishment. I mean, I've taken down posts that they, you know, were 12 pounds off of what my weight loss was. <laughs> I was like, I didn't lose 100 pounds. I lost 60. And so we'll pull the post down. Well, it's getting engaged. It doesn't matter. And uh, it's to me that you do this right. And if you can still follow the formula, but with something that actually fits who you are, that's the rule that I had. And it's, it's, it seems to be working pretty well. Yeah, and embellishment is not the way to amplify your influence and overselling and those type of things. And it's funny because even when we were together last night, there were certain things, you know, people say, you know, I, 
my company is seen in over 200 countries, yeah. and it takes like five seconds for my team to say, Dave, there's only 188 countries in the world. <laughs> right? And the internet's hard that way. Yeah. And my team, uh, which is, I find so interesting because you are, you know, such a man of character, and I had to relearn my character and it's part of my story and it's who, who I am. But I was the guy that would say, oh, I'm in 200 countries without knowing there's only 188 countries. Yeah. And me and my team are like you today, you know, very diligent to make sure that we're factually aligned with the truth in order to amplify the influence because the truth vibrates the fastest. And you know, go ahead. What's funny is that I would trust, I actually trust somebody who's been through your path and somebody who's been through mine. Because <laughs> uh, I, I mean, it, and you make it sound like I've been perfect. I'm far from perfect. I think I've just been in a grind trying to figure something out wrong for, for, for a long period of time. But you know, I trust somebody who's been down the path and said, wow, this didn't work for me. And I know what it's like to go down to this, maybe the dark side of whatever yeah. it is. And I realized, and I, and I got the shirt on the wall. I got the plaques on the wall to prove that I did it, but I, I came out of that and to take a different path. To me, it takes a lot more character and, and really, truly a lot more virtue in that sense to say, I've got a choice between this good path and this bad path, and I'm choosing not to do this other one, to choose this one. And so I think in, we're, part of the process is understanding people's story and heading to what we call amor fati. Amor means love, fati means fate. To get somebody to love their story as it is not as they wish it would have been. And that requires somebody to say, okay, why, you know, most people avoid that negative history. And I say, well, well, do you like who you are now? And they go, well, yeah. I said, well, then you have to then by definition love the formula that created you. And that stuff that you did is part of your formula. You got arrested, part of your formula. You did this, all these things, part of the formula. So then fall in love with that because you can't change it. But maybe you went down that path so you can help others that might be there and you found a way out. And so there's always a story and a reason to fall in love with that story as it is versus as you wish it would have been. And taking those snapshots and giving it a different meaning, for example, <laughs> if my bankruptcy could easily have given me a meaning of punishment, of disgrace, shame, blame, justification, yeah. and it was a poignant moment in my life to go ahead and say, this is an opportunity to learn something about myself and to make uh, a change or a transition yeah. and you talk about in your book amplifying influence transforming through communication and leadership um, what are some of the aspects in communication that help us lead well I think that understanding it, it, I've been frustrated with the conversation of leadership and I did this in front of a 600 CEOs I was giving this keynote and I just started I said I'm frustrated and honestly I'm sick and tired of talking about leadership because it, it comes down to quotes and inspirational stories and, and platitudes. And I go, but no one's talking about how do we lead? What is the how of leadership? And Maxwell said it great. He said the, 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 the greatest measure of influence, or the greatest measure of leadership is influence, nothing more, nothing less. And so we say, okay, so if, if the measure of leadership is your ability to influence, then the how of leadership should be influence. And then we gotta go and define leadership. So somebody says, well, I'm not a leader. Okay, well, my conversation with Ken Blanchard, remember him yeah. from back in the day. Yeah, well, San Diego guy. Yeah. And his son. Yeah. So, great. 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 I mean, just an amazing human. And, and educator. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely one of the best. I said, what's the difference between leadership and management? And, and he said, well, I think if you influence anyone, you are by definition a leader. And I was like, okay. So that opens up the game, right? So there's a sense of leadership and an empowerment that comes with realizing that I do lead. And some of the best leaders I know don't realize they're being watched. And Harvard says that the most leaders are the most watched and the most listened to. 
seems I don't I don't think you need Harvard to tell you that, right? right, right. But we forget, especially a good leader is a humble leader, and a humble leader is thinking, why would anybody watch me? And when they realize, okay, hold on a second, I am being watched, and it's not an ego play. It's just it's it's a realization of the of the privilege that people have given me, that they can take it away too. Like I don't own this privilege; my audience does. And so when you go into that, that's to me is the true essence of servant leadership. When I realize the audience has appointed me in this position. I don't own this credibility, they own it. So I better go out and serve every time I'm on a stage, I'm speak, speaking in front of a room, running a meeting, because this audience can take it away. So there becomes a true foundation of real gratitude, not the fake gratitude, right? To, to saying, you know, like I'm sitting here with you, like I said last night, I said, and I told my wife, I'm like, the generosity that I found in Dave and the people that surround him is refreshing. And to me, realizing that he is choosing to open doors, to, choosing to let me meet some really cool people, just changes the game. And I was at a talk one day and somebody said, hey, thank you so much for coming. And I said, thank me? I go, do you know how silly I look on that stage with you not out here? I said, thank you. Trust me, most of my rooms are, were my career, empty rooms or the breakout rooms. And so it's, it's fascinating. How yeah. that works. Which for me, really illustrates my definition of, you know, I've written a book with Blaine Bartlett, who's one of my mentors, about compassionate capitalism and a servant mm -hmm. leader and the meaning of that. And through that experience, I utilize my speaking, all the different content that I do, not to speak to people. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I learned from you from being on my TV show is you were one of the few people that weren't interested in what you were saying to people, you were more interested in listening for what they wanted to know, mm. what could help them most. And this listening for ability is a unique aspect of being what I call an intelligent follower. An intelligent follower to me is the definition of leadership, a person that does have influence yeah. because they know what's going to resonate and help people the most. I actually created an open-ended question template to help people figure this out. But you have to have reps. Yep. And one of the things that stood out in our conversation was like, well, you know, Dave, I'm kind of transitioning from, you know, 247 uh, speeches a year for the last 30 years or whatever it was. And I was like, there's a guy that has learned what people are listening for, and he's an intelligent follower. Mm -hmm. Yes, he's articulate. He's a master of posture and, and mm -hmm. body language, which is truly one of your superpowers. Mm -hmm. I've never seen someone identify like, hey, do you know you're leaning to the left in this and it's taking away your power? Your hands are here when you're speaking all the time, which I've learned through my career is a position of power. But to be an intelligent follower, to understand what people are listening for, in this book, what are people listening for? You know, what I, what I try to tell people is that people are screaming their values at you all the time. We're just not listening to them. And if you pay attention to something that people repeat, like, you know, uh, yeah, when I was in a basketball, I played basketball, and it comes up three or four times, well, they're proud of that moment. And if they talk about their kids, well, they're, they're, they're proud of their kids. And if you listen to what people are proud of, and if you just really listen to it, that really means what they're valuing. And if you know what they value, then you can strike conversation around that that piece. And then... Think of, if I knew what you valued, right? You're talking about compassionate capitalism. Like that, I, I, I like earmarked it. I'm like, what does that mean? Like that's really fascinating to me. And so to me, that probably reflects something. There's a story to that. And so if I were then to pitch you an idea or if I were to say, we're going to do this project and I understood what compassionate capitalism was, I said, you know, I think I have a way that we could 
capitalize this in a compassionate way together. And it immediately, so you can light, light up because it, sh it hits the part of the brain that triggers why we are here on this earth, which is to really live out our values through our gifts. And so when we think about that simple connection, our ability to listen to what people value, I think is powerful. And I love how you said it, which is listening for what people want and, and being able to really truly live in their perspective, not ours, which would I think probably be the best expression of empathy. Right, yeah. and it is a way and an ability to find out what people uh, resonate with because resonation is a frequency mm -hmm. and you know, when I met you, I felt your frequency. We were backstage with some of my mentees mm -hmm. and uh, at a great opportunity and a huge event. And I said, you know, although my experience with you was very short and I just flown in from Italy and given not enough time uh, to be there or to get there, but to leave there, uh, there is something energetic that impacted me when we met. And I made sure before I left, I said, hey, I would love to have you come because my frequency is my neighborhood, and I knew you were already my neighbor. And when it played out exactly what I thought, because if it, if it wasn't frequency aligned, you probably wouldn't have gone way out of your way to come. Yeah. And so once you made the commitment to come, I said, he feels the same thing I do. And when we deliver uh, to and meet the expectation of that frequency, he's yeah. going to really have a confirmation of, hey, I'm part of this neighborhood, and this is a cool neighborhood to be in. And uh, you've already opened up your neighborhood to me yeah. now as well in a matter of 48 hours. Um, check out Amplify Your Influence. Influence is so important in a positive trajectory. Not only are values important, but if you read this book, what you'll find out is priorities. And priorities is a quantitative way of seeing why our values are so important so because we want to be a priority, especially in a business situation, because there's so many options, opportunities, touches of favor that we're availed to today. And those powerful people that we want to influence for good, we want to be a priority. And by doing so, by understanding the abundance of a relationship mm -hmm. in a community. And I'm so blessed that Renee Rodriguez is part of our community and our neighborhood. Thanks for joining me on this Entrepreneur Showcase. Honor, honor was truly mine. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. I had to have him on. I had to have the extended version. If you haven't read this, make sure you go out and get it. It will transform your life, teaching you to communicate more effectively and lead. You too can be an intelligent follower. Thanks for joining me. This is David Meltzer on Two Minute Drill.